Hey, hey, this is Stacey Reagan and Michael Doyle bringing you all things Central 301. Welcome to our podcast, The 301. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing very well, Stacey. How are you? Um, I'm good. It's uh, definitely the countdown is on to the end of the year and uh, the start of the endless summer begins for a few of our teachers. You want to explain to our listeners what this podcast will be on? Yeah, so we like to try to catch up with our retirees as we get towards the end of the year. Uh, all those folks who are going to take their, their last summer break, right? They're, they're taking summer break and they're never coming back from summer break. They're we get to go home and, and celebrate, and I can see our guest in the background kind of cheering. So our guest today is from CHS, and it's Peggy Gannon. Welcome, Peggy. Hi. Woo, Peggy. Peggy Woo-hoo. has had a countdown calendar that of sticky notes <laughs> in her garage at home, and she flicks one off every day. And so she has just been so excited for this day to come. I've, it's It's been kind of fun talking about it with her. And of course, I'm like super, super jealous. But um, yeah, I'm super, I'm going to miss you so much next year, Peggy. You're my friend. Mm-hmm. I'm going to miss you too. But I'll see you outside of, of work. But um, so we're going to just kind of ask you some questions uh, just about teaching in general and some of the things that you've learned over your your career. Um, First of all, how long have you been in the district? 34 years. Wow. That was, yeah, this was my first job when I graduated from college and I was home for my sister's wedding. And I'm like, oh, I should get some interview experience. And at the time, this was all cornfield. Yeah. The high school was the eighth grade center along with the junior high. That was it. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I came just shortly after they built the new high school. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a long time. So what are some of the things that you will miss and not miss about teaching as you reflect back? Um, I will miss the students, my students the most and my colleagues. I will not miss the 5 a.m. wake up. Uh, Starting at seven is crazy. Um, And just because it's COVID, I will not miss the remote teaching at the same time as in person, wearing the mask, not even being able to see like students, you know, expressions. Um, It's been a really rough year. Yeah, that. this has definitely been a challenging year, kind of like a bummer to end your last year like this, but it, at least we were in person, right? you know, versus like last year at the end of the year when, you know, some of our friends were retiring and, and that was it. So right. um, you did get to see the kids for sure. Well, right. Yeah. And with last year, we, we didn't know from week to week if we're coming back the week after or in two weeks or anything. And and those folks who retired last year was just kind of like, oh, is, is it over? Is it is it done? Yeah. I don't get to see the kids one more time. Uh, so at, at least we have that this year that we came back and, yes. you know, it, it's a little bit more normal of an ending than it, than it w- would have been last year. Mm-hmm. So, Peggy, I have a question because I have some great stories and I have not been in the district nearly as long as both of you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm a youngin with only 23 years. Um, but... Kids say things 
right? Kids say things and they are the darndest things you've ever heard. What are some of those things or maybe one really good thing a kid said that made you laugh out loud or uh, maybe you, you, you turned away and when class was over, you had a good laugh with someone down the hall? What's one of those kind of funny stories? Maybe a kid said something that just cracked you up. Well, one of the things I remember when I taught more drawing is I, I'm a stickler on deadlines and then turning things in on time. Also giving them freedom if they want to go back and change things. But, you know, really sticking to a deadline because I think that's important life lesson. And uh, one student came to me and said, Mrs. Gannon, I can't turn in my drawing today. My cat peed on it. And, and I'm like, yeah, okay. And I just shook my head and just, I, I didn't really say anything. And he goes, I knew your reaction would be like that because you, you are a stickler on those deadlines. So he had a garbage bag with him and he took out his drawing and it smelled like cat urine pretty bad. And he goes, I just wanted to prove to you I did it. But, and I'm like, okay, put it back in the bag, okay? <laughs> it, was, it was funny. The class was laughing pretty hard about that one. That's pretty good. That's a good story. That yeah. is funny. So when you look back at your first year of teaching, what would you tell your first year teacher self now, knowing the things that you know? You know, back when I started, we, I had, Linda Chapman was my mentor. Um, and people really just scooped you up and, and helped you. Um, and they really gave me good advice. Um, and they said, you know, don't, don't be friends with your students. Be, you know, you don't have to be liked. You have to be a good teacher and teach your subject. And over time, they will respect you if you do your job right. But don't don't be concerned about being liked. And I thought that was really good advice um, because I was 22 years old when I started. You know, I had students in my class that were 19. Um, so, uh, and I I really took that advice, and I didn't care <laughs> when when I started teaching. It was not a good program. So I had a lot of work to do um, with that. But to be their teacher, not their friend, and then it develops. After teaching them for four years, I still keep in contact with a lot of my kids and have a yeah, friendship yeah. with them now, but yeah. not. That's like really wise advice for our younger teachers and we do have a lot of younger teachers in the in the district as some of us are aging out um and i kind of remember that too peggy when i started we're not their friend and i always remember michael kuehl saying you know i don't smile until june and, and that we're here to be their teachers first and foremost. And that doesn't mean you can't have fun with them, but there is definitely a boundary that you, yes. you shouldn't cross for sure. Right. So I'd like to ask you how things have changed over the, the 34 years of your career. How has teaching changed? How have the kids changed? And 
of those changes, what do you think has been maybe a good change or something that's been very challenging as a teacher to deal with? It's changed a lot. I know a lot of people say kids haven't changed. And I'm like, you know, maybe the kids haven't, but the environment has. Um, if back in my younger days, if I called a parent about little Johnny, you know, doing something in class that wasn't appropriate, I had 100% support. Um, and that student came back and apologized and it was it was obvious his parents talked to him i'm i'm feeling that's not the same now um and i hate to be negative because most parents are awesome um but there's not that there's that doesn't happen as much anymore um and you know Back when I started, it was all about the art and making the art and producing the art and doing my curriculum. And as presently, there's, you know, we have to write about the art, which is good to be able to talk about your art, but the focus isn't about the product anymore. It's about the process. And at first I did not like that, uh, but, I do understand that it's important. They have to, you can be the best artist in the world, but if you can't talk about your art and explain it, um, you know, it, you do that all the time when you do professional art shows. So that's a little bit different. It's the, there was no curriculum when I started. There is no written curriculum. I you think I got, I got a post-it note with books on it a pile of books that said, welcome new teacher. I know there was like no guidance. And now there's, you know, we have BYOC, uh, we, we have resources that we can go to. Um, so I think that is the most positive change. I, you know, it's hard to be given nothing and say, okay, uh, go do it. <laughs> Well, I will say that all three of us in this conversation had the exact same experience when we started. I too yeah. had the stack of books on my desk and good luck, <laughs> you know, and it's very different now, right? I mean, a teacher right. coming in now, um, that might be the biggest change, right? As teachers come in now, there is a, a full curriculum and assessments and all that stuff, mm -hmm. uh, a guide to kind of follow along. Um, and, and in some ways, I, I like that a lot. And in some ways, you know, I, I think a little bit of the art of teaching gets lost in there too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So looking back, I know you probably have a lot of really good memories um, working here at 301. What's one of your fondest memories? I think when, when I started, <laughs> we were very small and and close-knit. I mean, everyone was friends with everyone and helped each other out. Um, I was in the eighth grade center and it was the hallway that runs past the office. And I had Andrea Kyle next to me, Paula Mytek, Jim Woodward, um, uh, you know, and we just had fun. Like in between classes, we'd come out to the hallway and talk. There was, um, there was just a closeness that is totally lost now. And 
you very rarely see your colleagues now much bigger well with covid it hasn't helped um but there's not that small town feel anymore with helping each other out which i liked a lot better even though i didn't have the resources i liked feeling that these people were in totally different fields math and science and industrial arts but we were all willing to help each other out yeah i remember even when I started here, we'd all sit down in the um, workroom, the teacher's workroom and have coffee and like gab for a while before school started. And I mean, you couldn't even fit everyone in there now, you know, to eat lunch and yeah. we don't, would never all fit in there, but like, you don't see that anymore because people are just too busy. Like they're just so overloaded and busy and running here and there. And yeah. um, I, I would agree with you, Peggy, because I had that experience too when I when I started here and it, it's just gotten bigger. I know we were walking through the halls, Michael, and she's like, okay, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. You <laughs> know, going down the halls because especially this year, no one saw each other's faces and so you really struggle you know when you when you see people well and and the folks you started to learn who started last year all of a sudden we went out and then you didn't see those people their face like you said for a year even though they were in the right. building plus your new folks so there's there's 80 people walking around our district that it's pretty hard to identify just because of the circumstances of the last 12 to 18 months right right all right, so I always, I, I, I'm very lucky that Stacy lets me ask the best question. Uh, so now that you're retiring and you're, you're, you're on your way out in less than 30 days, uh, what big plans do you have? Are there any uh, big travel or uh, is there uh, something you've always wanted to do that you're gonna uh, hunker down and get to work on? What, what's, what are your, your plans for retirement? Well, at first, I'm going to do absolutely nothing, <laughs> <laughs> which is, I mean, I, I am not a morning person. I'm a night owl. So getting up really early, just sleeping in excites me. Waking up when my natural alarm clock uh, goes off. Um, I do plan on traveling. Uh, my brother lives in Alaska. My sister lives in Arkansas. We haven't seen each other that much. Um, so travel. And then my husband's retiring next year. I'm saving the, the bigger travel plans with him. Um, I'd like to go to Europe and, you know, Ireland to see my people. Um, so stuff like that, traveling. I'm hoping art venues open up again. I'm a working artist and I haven't done an art show in a year. Um, so doing more of that. Uh, my kids are getting to the age where, you know, they could be having kids soon. So I am looking forward to being an awesome grandma. Uh, <laughs> little things like that, spoiling them, uh, seeing them at their um, games and events. Uh, so, but at, you know, I'm so exhausted from teaching the last two years have been so rough, uh, that just relaxing and, and not rushing around. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, Peggy, we want to thank you for 
taken some time to chat with us. Um, we wish you all the best in retirement. And Michael, like Peggy's got, I mean, I'm sure this is bittersweet for her. I mean, she met her husband here. All three of her children went through school right. here, yeah. you know, so she's really like invested in, in, in the, in the district. And, um, but I am super jealous that you get to sleep in because I would love that <laughs> so much. Um, but um, we want to wish you well and happy retirement. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations on a fantastic career and the longevity and the impact you've made on kids. Uh, I can only hope to get there someday. And, and uh, you're an inspiration to a guy like me who, you know, we see each other maybe twice a year here and there walking past each other in a hallway. Um, I hear stories of Peggy Gannon and the work that you do. And I see the work the kids do. And I know that you're influencing that every day. So. Uh, my hat's off to you. Congratulations on a, a long and very productive career and the impact you've had on kids. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for joining us on the 301. Uh, we will be back with another retiree. So stick with us. We'll be right back. And we're back. So, Mike, we have another retiree. We have quite a few retirees uh, this year to celebrate. And it's kind of nice that we're actually in school this year to celebrate them and their their careers yep. here at Central. You want to introduce our next uh, retiree? So this next retiree is one of my favorite people in the world. Um, we, we've been uh, 18 years here at CMS. Right? A little longer for me. 19? I've so, been here uh, 22 years. Oh, tw okay. So you came in the year after I did. So we are, we are it. So you and I are the long-termers here. Um, I, I Honestly, I think in the building, we are the two longest at CMS. Well, not the oldest, but the longest. But the longest, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. So our guest today uh, in the second half of this uh, episode is Sue Sullivan, who has been a PE teacher at CMS for, as she said. 22 years. Sue, welcome to the 301. Thank you. Sue, congratulations. I'll miss you, Sue, because you always took my PGAP classes <laughs> and we always laughed and had fun. I loved it. Um, what are some of the things that you think you're going to miss and maybe not miss about uh, teaching? I think a lot of it I'll miss not uh, hanging out with the kids. Is always fun. PE is different because we walk out to the fields and that's when I can socialize with the kids and talk to them and get to know them. So I'll definitely miss that when I look back at how many kids I've met and seen accomplish things after they leave CMS. I'm fortunate that I get to see them over at the track at the high school after year and I'm always happy to see them and most of them likewise. <laughs> Maybe a few not. Uh, Big part of what I'm going to miss here is all the colleagues that I've worked with. I've been very, very fortunate with the people that I've worked at at CMS. Um, I was sad when we did uh, switch over to PK and CMS because a lot of good friends went over there. We still keep in touch, but it's still not quite the same that we're not together all day. I will miss administrators in our building. They've been very supportive. All through the years, I'm lucky to have Bob Worski, Lloyd Stover, 
Carrie Walter is my principals. I'm very fortunate for those people to guide me through this. Uh, my teaching partner, Vince, as much fun as we've had together and all the jokes and everything, and everybody knows how we act with each other. That'll, that'll be a big one to miss, but I'm sure we'll all keep in touch. The uh, CMSers have made from day one of this year a special for my retirement, given me gifts and notes and parties and a theme. Uh, my last ABCs of retirement for the faculty dressing up in different outfits. That was so clever. So clever. Really, really clever. It was. That was very, oh, there we go. It was very creative and Hopefully it made it fun for them too because they got to wear some casual clothes on extra days. <laughs> yeah, what, one of the really fun days was Halloween when everyone dressed up as Sully for Halloween. Oh, that's awesome. The, the whole building did. So uh, it, was kind of, it was kind of fun to get pictures with everyone all dressed up the same way. And it was, it was fun, kind of a, just a neat little thing. That was a good surprise. Yeah. They wore wigs with short hair. Actually, their hair looked better than mine. <laughs> ordered wigs on Amazon. <laughs> so that was a good surprise. All right. So, Sue, I know, and you and I know a whole bunch of the same kids going way back. Um, there are some kids that we have seen throughout the years that say some of the craziest things or some of the craziest things happen. What's might be one of the funniest things you've heard a kid say that you can remember in the last 22 years? Oh, for them to say, hmm. Boy, that's or maybe one of those things that they did that you, you, I can remember a couple where I just could not keep from laughing. I had to turn away. I had to step out in the hall. Any of those experiences that you want to share? I think that maybe I thought you were going to ask me of what kids have done. And some of the things that have happened in the locker room have been very humorous, some I can't talk about. A um, couple of them, one girl's when skinny jeans came back, decided not to take her shoes off first and tried to take her jeans with her tennis shoes on and got stuck. And we could not get her jeans off all of us struggling with their friends. And I'm like, I think we have to cut them off. And she's like, they're brand new. We can't cut them off. So eventually we did get those off, but that that's one of the funnier things that happened in the locker room. I don't know if I can remember anything a student has said. That's a, that's a pretty good story that, that you get stuck uh, trying to get uh, change for PE with your shoes on. Yeah, <laughs> I do remember one. I do remember one kid on Halloween, of course, it's more recent, but she walked into the gym the day that you guys dressed up like me, and she's like, oh, man, I'm sick of seeing Mrs. Sully's all day. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm cool with that. <laughs> that's yeah, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, that's funny. When you look back to your very first year of teaching, what would you, I know, what would you tell your first year teacher self now, knowing the things that, that you know now? I would say I hope you're as lucky as me because when I walked into the gym, I had Gary Strand and Jeff Herman as my two mentors. And the way they were gentlemen, they wouldn't let me, I still kid Mr. Govea, they wouldn't let me 
move a volleyball pole. They wouldn't let me lift heavy things, etc. I hope they're as lucky as I am to have good colleagues and appreciate that every day. And I would say that I hope that you enjoy it as much as I did because every day that I came to work, I said, it's okay for me going to work today. I'm, I'm happy to do it. I never really felt like, oh, I don't really want to go here today. So I hope they find the good in the school that they work in. So I'd like to maybe follow up on that, have you expand your answer a little bit. Uh, so how has teaching or maybe the kids changed since that first year? Uh, and have any of those changes been for the good? Have they been beneficial? Have they been a challenge? So thinking back on those 22 years, what do you think? Well, when I first came back, I stayed home with our kids until the last one went into kindergarten and I went to the high school to sub because after college I taught at Larkin High School. So I was sure I wanted to be a high school teacher. And when I went there the first day, I'm like, maybe I don't want to be a school teacher. They're so different than when I came out of college. So then when I came to CMS, I'm like, yeah, this is my level of kids. So I think that our generations have changed that way. They've gotten so much older quicker, which isn't necessarily a bad thing or a good thing. But I think that was the biggest change that the kids were a lot different age-wise. You mean like in maturity, right? Yeah, just the way they yeah. act. The way yeah. they act. I love how middle school kids, you can still kid around with, but yet they appreciate your humor. Maybe the younger kids don't and the older kids are like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It, I, I, I would probably echo that sentiment too. I mean, you can still obviously joke around with high school kids. I would probably make elementary school kids cry just because, <laughs> you know, that's, I'm kind of blunt and I just say it like it is. And, you know, that can be off putting for little kids. Right. Um, I'm not warm and fuzzy, but um, <laughs> I yeah, I definitely know what you mean about the maturity. It, it, I, I find that too. It's just, they're exposed to things at a much younger age than kids where I just feel like we don't let kids be kids anymore. We want to push them into college classes. We want to right. push them into, right. you know, making career choices earlier. We want to push them into, you know, all of these things. And it, it is a little bit more challenging, you know, to kind of rein that in, you know, right. let's let kids be kids. So right. I try yeah. to remember, wow, what did I act like in eighth grade when you get, when you think, why are these kids acting like that? And then I think back to when I was in eighth grade, I'm like, oh, well, they're way more mature than I was in eighth grade. So I totally understand it. But yet they're still kind of get upset if they lose something or whatever. They still really need help. And I like that. that yeah. That you're helping at certain times. Yeah, for sure. I, I think why I like it is is that, and I, and I say this in a good way, middle school, you still get a little bit of that knuckleheadedness. Right. Yeah, and I like that. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, I do too. And I, I think that help keeps things moving and it makes the day go faster and it eventually helps you build better relationships, right? Because they, totally. they you know they, they do something and you laugh a little bit and you know that they're they're trying to do the right thing and they're struggling through it and it's a little uncomfortable and you know it, it, the physical maturity part of it where they're they're just 
they're kind of trying to figure out who they are all across the board. Totally. And, and I, to me, that's that's what's fun about middle school. Right. When you see their struggles too with friends, sometimes you can see it on their face. So those are the kids I try to rescue a little bit and make feel more yep. comfortable because it's a it's a tough age for them. Yeah, it it definitely is. So when you're looking back, what do you think is one of your fondest memories working at at 301? I know you mentioned a lot of your your colleagues and working with them. Do you have one memory that sticks out? Well, it's funny that we moved into this district because I didn't want to be around my high school students in Elgin. So that's why we found our lot. I guess the best memory that would stick out is that my kids successfully came through these buildings and that we have lifelong friends with their friends, parents. We have a good group of people through sports that we hung around with that we were fortunate with that and all the kids you know it's family friends and i think sometimes might have lost that a little bit here and there where you have families that go out saturday night all together with the kids you know we do everything okay let's do this with the kids so i i hope that people can keep up with that like we did because we were fortunate that way yeah kind of that small family feel um gets lost the bigger weekends right. you know right. and and um it is nice when you know we do have a lot of teachers who live in our district right. um because you know we are proud of the schools that we serve in and um and we know students are getting a good education here and right. so there is you know something to be said about that i love too that the bus driver used to be the cook at at plato center um, one Thanksgiving, my son told me that my gravy was good, but Mrs. Miller's is a little bit better because she used to make everything homemade. She would peel the potatoes and, you know, those those kind of days where if, if a kid went in the ditch, the bus coordinator would take one of the trucks and pull them out of the out of the ditch. They'd be like, don't call a tow truck. We'll come get you. You know, little rusty, little rusty, and of course now you can't do anything like that. But those are the little things that just—I knew every bus driver out here. It was a parent or a grandparent of a kid. It was always waving to them because you knew who they were. Now I wave just because it's a 301. You know, so it always—it's always, always going to go that way. The thing, thus, things are never going to be the same. But it's still a good, positive place. All right, so Sue, you have a few weeks left, and then you'll finish up with your career here at 301. What big plans do you have once you retire? Well, I don't really have big plans. I have a plan to kind of wing it. <laughs> um, I have friends in nice, warm places that want me to come visit. I still keep in touch with a group of college kids, and we go on weekend girls trips or longer. They wanted me to adjust well to my retirement, so they surprised me and we're going to Michigan for four days at a cabin and kayaking and shopping. So they thought I would be sad, which I'm sure I will be. So they thought that would be a good transition for me. So that I'm looking forward to that. Uh, of course, as everyone else, I'm looking forward to spending time with my grandkids. And I don't mean sitting at their house reading books. I mean, I'm taking them kayaking and hiking and teaching them tennis and all those kind of things. We're not going to sit around. So 
possibly maybe moving out of state, but possibly maybe just hanging out here. Awesome. Sounds fantastic that you have a whole bunch of things coming up. Uh, starting starting right off with that trip to Michigan. That sounds great. Yeah, well, Sue, we appreciate you sitting down with us and uh, kind of reflecting on your, your time here. You're going to be missed. Um, I'll miss seeing you when, you know, we have the district things. I always enjoy talking to you. And I wish you nothing but the best uh, and happy retirement. Thank you, you guys. I appreciate you doing this. It's really cool. Well, thanks for joining us. And as Stacy said, you will be missed. Um, you're a an institution here at CMS, so <laughs> you will be scary. welcome back with open arms as, at least as long as I'm here. So, oh, thank you. I think I'll probably come back and some. Fantastic! That'd be great to see. Hang you. out with everybody and have fun that way. Keeping in touch. I plan on keeping in touch with everybody, but I really appreciate you guys doing this and your kind words. We'd like to thank our guest Sue Sullivan for joining us on the 301. And of course, our guest from earlier today, Peggy Gannon, also for joining us. Congratulations to all of our retirees. Thanks for listening to 301. You can catch us anywhere you get your podcasts, including anchor.fm and Spotify. 